Hello there and welcome to another episode of What Do You Call It? Podcast. I'm your host, GB. Today's guest is the CEO and founder of GT Ministries and Wrestling Church, professional wrestler, public speaker, and actor. Please welcome Divine Avenger, Gareth Angel Thompson. How you doing today, mate? You're good? I'm good, brother. Thanks for having me on. No problem at all, mate. Not a problem at all. I um, think you're quite different to a lot of guests I've had. And as we go on in terms of the conversation, the listeners will find out, not a bad thing, by the way, it actually makes you unique. Nope. And I'm very interested in it because I myself used to be quite religious, uh, grew up okay. um, in a religious background, but we will touch on that in a bit. What I do want to begin the conversation by talking about your documentary that was shown on the BBC. I spoke to you about yeah. it online in the DM, but I want to explore that in this chat. So the Bradford Church Wrestling, I found it very fascinating. Allowing the viewers into your personal life, your family, um, your upbringing, mm. wrestling school, wrestling church, and so much more. It was an honest documentary. I yeah. really enjoyed it. it. made me appreciate you more, not just as talent, but as a person. I want to know, how was this documentary presented to you? Well, um, it's it, yeah, it was an interesting proposition. So um, it wasn't my first foray into BBC documentaries. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to work for a national Christian charity called CAP, Christians Against Poverty. And 2018, I went through a, a documentary recording process with them, and that lasted about four or five months. Now, those guys had quite an agenda. They were actually trying to look for negative aspects in Christian people helping the poor, which I thought was was ridiculous, but mm-hmm. had to kind of be on high alert the whole time. Mm-hmm. This was actually a different process in where the We Are England team were going around the country trying to find different projects that they could focus on that were very positive pieces in and amongst themselves. Yeah. And so they were at a church in Leeds visiting a female vicar there called Leah. And while they were there, they heard on the grapevine that we were planning this wrestling church idea in Bradford. So immediately their ears pricked up. They were like, hang on a second, wrestling mm-hmm. in a church, what is this? Which you know, which is unique in and of itself. Yeah. And when they got to meeting me and kind of we went out for dinner and just kind of talked through my story, they were like, hang on a second, there's so much more to this than just the wrestling. There's the mental health aspect, there's the inclusivity, yeah. there is this culture of supporting each other. Um, and me bringing my honest, real self to the table and saying, yes, yeah, yeah, I, I, we might be teaching people how to wrestle and bringing people into an environment where they can do that and have fun, which wrestling should always be fun. But also there's so much more support that goes on behind the scenes. And and that was what I uniquely brought to it. And of being a bit of a pastor to this gaggle of wrestlers um, and, and that being a kind of a key part of that that storytelling. No, fair enough, fair enough. I didn't realise it. I thought it was just originally going to be about you and the church, but I didn't realise there was so much more to it. And quite shocking to hear about sort of that agenda, about the previous documentary and the work, sort of like yeah. trying to pick. And we're going to find something that's wrong with it. Too good to be true. And mm. as the documentary goes on, um, I've got to ask, how do you feel overall about your representation in that documentary? Um, I, I feel actually it was really positive. I, mm-hmm. I don't think I came across negative in any way um there there were some things that we that we talked about that weren't included that i think would have been helpful yeah um 
But that's always stuff's always going to get cut on the editing table. I I understand that. There's only half an hour of a program to fill. They can't fit every aspect in. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I think it would have been nice for them to to maybe as good as it was to have not have lent so much on the uh, on the inclusivity aspects of the of the you know LGBTQ plus community. Yeah. It was great that was in there. I'm not saying that that shouldn't have been in there. I'm, I'm just saying there were other trainees within the school who weren't part of that yeah. community. So of the three people they chose, two of them were from that community. So I, I was, I was kind of, you know, there, there was some dis- disability, there was some autism. Mm-hmm. There, there's other different people in the training school that I think would have come across well as well. Um, but again, they interviewed everybody. <laughs> so oh, okay. so it wasn't just, um, yeah. So it wasn't just as uh, so Chris, the, the yeah, Chris, they, Chris, who's pride. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, Emma, who's now Noah, so mm-hmm. um, so they they've changed their name now to Noah. Um, since the documentary came out, well, wasn't able to wrestle, yes. but he got a live match, which is bonkers, by the yeah. way. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, you know. And 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 so I think what's really interesting now is that when you look at what happened with the documentary, this was 2021 September 21 when it came oh, wow. out. So it's it's been over a year that it was on the iPlayer. It's now on our website yeah. um, for to view. But in that year, we've baptized since another thirty people. Um, who, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so it's all on our say. on our YouTube and Facebook. You can see all the yeah, baptisms. Yeah, yeah. We've even baptized wrestlers who've come to faith through their relationship with me and with the school. So yeah. a gentleman called Jack, Jack Johnson. So he he had a real. Um, it'd be good for you to interview him. He's very, very good um, wrestler, but also just got a phenomenal story himself. He was homeless when he was younger. He had issues um, with, with the police. Um, his mum sadly passed away during the recording of the documentary. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he actually won our yeah. world title Mm-hmm. Like a few weeks after she'd after she'd passed, and me and him, like we were both in floods of tears, which is something they didn't put in the documentary. Which I thought would have been nice for Jack to talk yeah. about his mum's impact on his life. And, that's so that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that was left out, which which I think you know would have would have been an, another level. Mm-hmm. I, I I can't I can't knock the documentary. Don't get yeah. me wrong, it was great it'll be longer just, but that's more for selfish reasons as well there was so much more that was actually so much more church and the people there yeah. and just the content yeah. was there but obviously you understand and i understand and the listeners will as well that there's only yeah. something to squeeze in to 30 minutes yeah yeah so maybe we need a maybe they need to come back and do a second uh a follow-up interview maybe i'll i'll, I'll message woody and ask him. <laughs> yeah i'm still in touch with the producers and stuff like those guys were great they were they were really yeah. into it and and they loved what we were doing so nothing but positive praise for those guys they were fantastic um but yeah there, there's you know since then we yeah we baptized joel cobra jack johnson we've got like wrestlers who are on faith journeys wrestlers who who kind of really appreciate what we do they might not be religious themselves but they really respect it Mm -hmm. um and then even within the community the people who are coming to our shows you know our fans slash congregation whatever you want to call them there's been more and more people coming to faith through this than most churches see in five or six years you know um and that's that's a genuine statistic Mm. um that i can tell you from my friends at evangelical alliance they've said most churches baptize one to six people 
it, within a couple of years, we baptized 30 in year one, which is incredible. Um, oh, yeah. So, you know, it's not going to lean onto you, sort of, uh, well, borrow off, yeah. and then actually, maybe she gets some wrestling. Uh, Gareth, help us yeah. out. <laughs> so, well, this is the thing. So, so the whole the whole thing with GT Ministries, we can kind of tell the story of that was yeah, yeah. 2018. Um, so I've been wrestling for 12 years. Yeah. So I, I started training back in 2011 with uh, Radical Wrestling League based out of Blackburn. Mm-hmm. Um, and within six or eight months, I was working shows and has kind of just kind of been doing that ever since. I, I, my faith journey, my wrestling journey, both kind of went alongside each other. So I came to faith just as I started wrestling training. And so those two things went parallel for quite a while. Yeah. And, and I felt, I felt challenged that any platform I had had to be God's Jesus's platform. It's not mine. Anything good that's ever gone on for me, anything good that's happening for me, me living my dream is only because, because of him in my life and me being able to turn my life around. So, so I have to kind of acknowledge that. But as part of that, there was an element where I was saying, well, my character needs to reflect that too. Like I need to have integrity and honesty. And so I started quoting the Bible in promos. Um, I started changing, I changed my ring name to Gareth Angel. Um, I started bringing all these kind of Christian elements into my character. And then the wrestlers will start talking to me about their own issues, you know, some like relationship breakups, losing their jobs, um, you know, alcohol dependencies, all that kind of stuff, poor mental health, um, just just things going on. And then, like I said, I found myself pastoring this gaggle of wrestlers who are like messaging me at 2am with issues and, and I'm there and I'm offering prayer and hanging out with them at shows and just mm. just being like a bit of a father figure to some of them. And then I was like, hang on a second, wrestling if I ran my own show, I can control the content. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, well, with GTM, I just went, approached a church in Harrogate, Mowbray Community Church, and just said, look, can I come and do a wrestling show for you guys? And can I put my own story, my testimony, what you want to call it, of me coming to the faith and all those stuff that I've overcome in my life, can I put that smack bang in the middle and let's see what happens? And they were like, yeah, let's do it. So that's where GT Ministries was born from. The GT is Gaz Thompson. Like it's a bit egotistical, but in Christian circles, ministries are often named after the person who runs them. Yeah. So um, so I kind of gave it the name, made it a thing, did it at Mowbray Community Church. They got 150 people through the door, the most they've ever got for any of these kind of events. 30 odd people responded, you know, kind of said, yeah, I want to explore Christianity more. They went and did an alpha course, which is like a kind of introduction to Christianity. And then they're all a part of the church now. And then I was like, oh, cool. So then I went to another church and then they was like, yeah, let's do it. So we did mm-hmm. it at Bridge Community Church in Leeds and we got 500 people through the door. And we were like, "How? whoa, what? <laughs> and There's and a buzz, just like, people up. want to come to these shows. Yeah, exactly. And and so it just blew up from there. And, and then I met with Linda Maslin from Fountains and said, look, I'd love to set up a training school in Bradford because I had to travel to train. There were schools in Leeds, but they've, you know, they've since closed. Could we do something? And can we use it as a way to just connect with the community? The, the coaching relationship means you're able to get into people's muck in their lives and help them out and offer them support and share your faith. Uh, that's always been a key part of it. And they were, she was like, yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Then COVID hit, which kind of delayed the plans. And then we just got going. Just, you know what? Let's just get some mats in. And let's just get going. And we got started. And then mm. now we've got Sean only, who's a phenomenal talent heading up the coaching there. We get 20 odd students every week on a Thursday. Um, the wrestling events started happening. People started coming to faith. We're baptizing people. BBC come along. We just had Sky with us. So Josh Whittacombe and Nish Kumar 
got in the ring and did some stuff. So that's coming out next year in February. And um, it's just gone. Boom, 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 mm. boof, and I'm like, I'm like, come on, God, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just <laughs> being me. I'm like, little old Gaz is just doing what Gaz yeah. does. But the rest of it, God's just blessing it abundantly. Yeah. And it's so just going to the work. I mean, like, you know, with you know, God's assistance and God's faith. But like, you are yeah. putting the work in. You've got the crew. You've got those that believe in it as well. And you're all just a team. And now you've got this platform. Yeah. You can tell your own stories. And I yeah. think a lot of people might be surprised to hear this, but the Bible and wrestling are very similar in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you look at what we do in the ring, we and I've had to just explain this to the Charity Commission. So mm-hmm. um, a little sneaky peek. So GT Ministries is actually um, going to rebrand in the new year and we're going to be established as a, as a, as a charity. And we're going to take it national. So we've got other places in the country that want to do wrestling church mm-hmm. as a regular thing. So we're kind of setting up some sites and stuff and doing policies and all the rest of it. But I had to reply to the charity commission because they were like, what is professional wrestling? I was like, oh, because they're like, we can't, we can't consider a professional sport a charitable thing. Yeah. I was like, okay. I was like, well, wrestling isn't a professional sport. It's not a sport. It's storytelling. It's drama. It's mm-hmm. it's scripted. It's completely characters. Yeah. characters. And so what I said to them, I said, look, our main objective is the advancement of the Christian faith and to share Christian faith. We use the wrestling to do that through the storytelling, through the characters. And yeah. we take literal stories from the Bible, like David and Goliath, and we tell mm-hmm. that in the ring. And then someone unpacks it afterwards and and has their own flavor and reflects back on what the Bible says and, and that that's that's what it is. So they were like, Oh, okay, we get it, we understand it. But I think that's what people miss misunderstand about wrestling. It's not violence, it's storytelling. Mm. The the best there's different types of wrestling, but in terms, I think wrestling itself is a global it's not sport, but overall, like it's just everyone has a there's a little bit of something for everything. Um yeah. you know, you don't necessarily have like the violence. You can love the stories, and that's what you're doing. And clearly, there's an audience for this. Yeah, and I think as well, what what people don't understand about wrestling as well is that the if you were to go back and say, "Oh, okay, I watched Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes at the last WrestleMania," if you were to say to if I were to say to you, "Tell me what happened in the match." Like move for move, hold for hold, you're probably not going to remember by one or two spots. If I tell you what. If I tell you what happened at the end, or, or I it kind of tell me what the story was, tell me about that rubber chicken that landed in the ring. <laughs> what you, a you, shot, by the way. <laughs> what a shot. But like, those are the bits that stick. Yeah. And you, you could say that. I think that's what's been so good about the bloodline storyline in general has been, it's not, the in-ring work has been solid, don't get me wrong. But that's not what you remember. You remember... Sammy smashing uh, smashing Roman with the chair. You remember the stuff that happened after the match mm. or the stuff that stuff happened before the match. Up and then not breaking up. And then them sort of signed by Roman. There's so many elements yeah. to it. And then you forget, oh, actually, there's actually been wrestling matches as well during this whole storyline. Yeah. Yeah. There's actually been, you know, a whole 20-minute build-up to that one particular moment. But you yeah. remember the moment. And so that's what we try to tell our students as well. Is like, it's like, you can be the best wrestler in the world, phenomenal. But if you don't connect with that audience and you don't have a good story to tell and you can't bring them into the moment and the feeling, 
you're missing a trick. And so, you know, we, we don't want our trainees to be on shows for the sake of being on shows and getting ring time. They're going to get ring time. We want them to be debuted with angles, with stories to tell, with months of planning and stuff ready for them to do, to give them the best shot at being seen and being used in other shows and, and being taken elsewhere. We want the full package. We don't want them just running around on a weekly YouTube channel program in T-shirts and and whatever like we want our talent to be ready when when the time's right and to have the best the best chance i gotta ask you uh gareth one thing that's kind of intrigued me a little bit is wrestling's past especially time periods like the actual era and as yeah. a man of faith i've got to ask because I, I assume you are a lifelong wrestling fan yeah um when you look back at some of the stuff you know vince mcmahon versus god um <laughs> ministry of darkness uh, you know, yeah me and austin being sacrificed I'm going to ask, how do you look back on that sort of stuff and that content? Um, I'm going to give a controversial answer to Christians. Um, I think it's all fantastic still. Yeah. And I think this is where I think this is where the church maybe needs to open its eyes a little bit. Mm-hmm. We talk a lot within church circles. If you've ever been to church, you'll hear us talking about, I literally did a devotion on it at Food Bank this morning. We talk about there being evil in the world and there being powers at work against us and and kind of being in this wrestling match with with darkness in the world and for us to be light and salt and for us to be different you only stand out when there's darkness all around yeah. you only stand out when other people are losing their heads you only stand out when you have something different to offer and that's where the church should have always been positioned as being the light on the hill the salt and light of the world being different i can't be a hero if i don't have a villain I can't take you on a story and a narrative of overcoming if I've got nothing to overcome. Yeah. So you have you have to have that balance of, and and this is great storytelling. You've got to build the heel up for the hero mm-hmm. to overcome. You've got to build a hero up for the villain to overcome them. For it's all about balance and yes, good wins in the end. Good always wins in the end, but you've still got to have that that roller coaster mm-hmm. that turmoil. Like the guy who eventually beats Roman is set. You know, like if you, you get the right be? guy, who do you think it's going to oh, be? Oh, good question. Good question. You know, I felt they should have pulled the trigger with Cody. I do. Um, finish the story. I, That's should have finished the story. And and I think you know, I, I unfortunately Cody, maybe even now Punk, um, Seth. There's so many guys who were mm. peaked at the wrong time because they've got this story they're telling with Roman. They know where it's going and they know when it's going to end. I think they've already got it got it tuned in. Next year at WrestleMania, I think. Next year at WrestleMania, I, I, I don't think it should be The Rock. Oh, God. Um, no. Don't get wrong. Love The Rock. One of the greatest of all time. I mean, he makes some really yeah. bad films these days. But I do not yeah. want to come back when you've got young talent out there. Even CM Punk, you know, he's not been back for like 10 yeah. years. He can still wrestle. But Rock come back. Yeah. Beating Roman Reigns after three, four years of being positioned as the top guy does nothing. <laughs> For the future, nothing for the roster. I, I don't want to have no one. But I, be I, I think I would have liked it to have been Jay. I think Jay yeah. Uso would have been that. That's a star in the making. Mm-hmm. If they'd have done that, um, it keeps the story well knitted. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of keeps it all together. Um, and then Jay can then move on to Cody or Seth or whoever, and Roman can then go on to the Rock and deal with that issue. Um, and then you've got Roman occupied, so he doesn't go chasing Jay again immediately. That's kind of one of the ideas I, I would have fantasy booked if I could have. Um, I, think I, think now, I think that's when it kind of paints, in my opinion. 
Limitless yeah, Sammy would have been a good choice. Fans were ready for it. And I know you had Cody next month, and it does make sense because he just won the Royal Rumble. But my yep. God, the moment if Sammy Zayn had won the title, the fans would have mm-hmm. exploded. I was ready for it and then staying up at like stupid o'clock. I don't do it for a lot of these days. It's harder when you get older. Yep. Us, you know, yeah. us and we can relate to this. But I was totally. like, oh, and his music. And that's what I turned to a proper mark. I was like, as if I just effing stayed up to this. So I won't curse. Cause... Yeah. But but again, like if they'd have pulled it on Sammy, then mm-hmm. you could have had Sammy and Cody at Mania, yeah, which would have been still, still would have been a good story. Still would yeah. have been a good match. Um, and Cody winning the world title off Sammy at Mania would have been a bit bittersweet if they wanted to go that route. But then what does Roman do? Yeah. Does Roman insert himself and it's a triple threat? You, if they had Rock for that mania, I think they would have dropped the belt off Roman Rumble Elimination Chamber, yeah. had the Rock involved somehow. Roman and Rock go on to mania, Cody and whoever go on to mania, whether that be Seth or Sammy or Jay or whoever. It, it's just, I think the issue they've got now is what do we do with Roman after he drops it? Mm. And I think it, it needs to be, he needs they to go into something so immediately. Like, oh, he deserves a break. Why? He's barely around. <laughs> barely around. He's barely around. Well, I, I think, think it's not why, but he's the smartest man in the room, isn't he? You know, work. Of course there. he is. You know, of course he is. Yeah, and as a heel, you can get away with that because people, if people dislike it, they dislike it. Great, mm. you know. But we'll just, we'll just lean into that. Um, but as a as a baby, you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to do that as well, unless he's you know Cowboy Brock. But Cowboy Brock, oh, Cowboy his... Brock was the best. Loved it. Oh, yeah, really. He's earned his stripes. Oh man, yeah. I've always got a soft spot for Brock Lesnar. I know a lot of people don't really like him and don't like the way mm. he is. at the end of the day. I don't really care. I don't. He's not. I don't want him to be my mate. I just enjoy him as a yeah. talent. He's a generational talent, in my opinion. We're never going to yeah. see like him again. Just a genetic freak. But some of the matches he's had, like especially like smaller guys, when he wants to yeah. work, Brock is one of the best in the world. Yeah, and when he wants to sell as well, you know, oh. Brock and Brian was yeah. phenomenal. Brock and AJ so was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Brock and Seth, every encounter they've had. Brock, Brock and Cody. Cody. Brock Punk. Yeah. Um, you know, even the Brock and Roman matches were okay. Like, don't, I, mean, I just think... But the first one they had them. fantastic. The WrestleMania one was yeah. Seth Gavsin, loved it. And then after yeah. that, they just went, they got worse, they got worse, they got worse. And then they, yeah. met, they had... Um, last year at SummerSlam, I thought that was incredible. And I wasn't really looking oh. for it. So I don't see it again. Then the match happened, forklift and whatever. It's just oh, it's car, it car crash wrestling. They were like, well, we can't just have a straight one-on-one match. We've got to <laughs> yeah, throw something yeah. mental in here. Yeah. I know, let's bring out a tractor and tip the ring up. Yeah, sure. That'll work. Like, Visuals of that. Incredible. That was incredible. Yeah. It was. Um, I just want to go back to wrestling, Church. If sure. someone isn't religious or you know doesn't mm-hmm. have faith in them, but they want to yeah. watch wrestling... What can they expect? Because I know that your show is for everyone. I know that that was established yeah. in the documentary and just in general, like how you advertise and your roster. But yeah. so someone doesn't hasn't watched the documentary. Hi there. I've got a special announcement for my next guest. Yeah, hi there. My name is Marisol Morgan and I will be appearing on What Do You Call It podcast. Yeah, I heard. Not really sure what to expect. Why should I go? Mm-hmm. So I think what also didn't come across in the documentary is just how we do it. So mm-hmm. what we do is say we've got month one is January, right? So January we'll have just a normal wrestling show. Yeah. Two hours playing all wrestling. We might set a story up to tell 
in month two at Wrestling Church, where that mm-hmm. story will tie into a theme or a Bible story or whatever. If you come into a normal wrestling show, you you arrive, we'll have a timer on, a nice atmosphere, what you would expect from a normal wrestling show. We've got food on, all that kind of stuff. You enjoy the show, you go home, everyone's happy. When you come to Wrestling Church, the, the format is slightly different. So we go from five matches to just two. And those two matches, one will normally be just a match that might have been set up the following month. The other one will be the match that we'll use to kind of feed into the theme of the evening. So we've done a a Buried Alive, uh, sorry, we did a casket match with a Judas character and and all the rest of it to kind of go on for Easter. You've got to go to it. I've got to see it. <laughs> yeah, it's on. It's on YouTube. It's there. Is I'll it? send you the link. Yeah, yeah. So oh, that was the one that the BBC were there to film. So yeah. when, when it, there's a bit where I, me and Jack Johnson come off the middle rope with a rock bottom through a table, and then like Jack's mates come out and beat the snot out of me. Yeah. Um, Matt Williams comes out to make the save, and he's like, "I'll save you." Kisses me on the cheek and throws me to him, um, playing the part of Judas. And then yeah. I get beaten up, thrown in the casket. The lid gets shut. Um, Jack's. Bl- gloating i've won the bell i've won the bell he says to the ref open the casket if gaz is in there i want to gloat in his face simon williams referee comes up opens the casket he's not there he's not there everyone's like what what's going on i've rolled under the ring lights go out all orchestral music's playing lights come back on undertaker style i'm stood in the ring yeah. uh, alex Boyan and rabbit come running and i pack of them both jack scarpers everyone's like whoa what's going on and then I'm like, Jack, I've come for you. I'm going to get you back. And then we built that up for another half a year of me eventually coming back to Jack Johnson. But then I then preached on the back of that. So I was like, look, what part was I playing? Yes, I was playing the part of Jesus. I'm not Jesus, but that's the part I was playing. So we completely lift the curtain. And we're like, what mm. part was Matt Williams playing? Oh, he was Judas. What part was Jack playing? And people go, oh, he's the devil. And I'm like, yeah, he could, yeah, he could, he could have been the devil. He could also be unemployment. It could be debt. It could be a failed marriage. It could be poor mental health it could be all these things mm. that the enemy uses to take us out and actually jesus has come back to say that we we he wins in the end over that and kind of just kind of unpacking it so it, it's a different way of of you know i think if you were not a christian you came to a wrestling church event you would certainly go away with something to think about yeah we wouldn't expect you to yeah we have a bit of worship right so you'll come in you'll sit down we'll open with linda kind of welcoming everybody and then we'll have a live band play a song or two uh, majority of the time they're christian songs but like you're you don't have to join in with that like, christian, music, the way, music. christian rock is awesome i still listen to creed oh yeah just right now mate <laughs> creed Alter Bridge, yeah. uh, Skillet. There's all these wrestlers who used to come out to Skillet. And I'm like, oh, everyone came out to Skillet Hero. <laughs> that's like, you know, you know, that's about Jesus, right? And they're like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. So it was like, you, like, everyone's like, um, highlight reels as well and intros was like, and they're all like satanic. Yeah. Like, you do realize it's a religious song, right? <laughs> like, sure. You do, you do realize Metalingus is a coming to faith song. On this day, I see clearly. Oh right, okay, yeah. Now I see clearly. It's like people don't didn't know that people don't make. Yeah, yeah. Alter Bridge is a Christian band. Yeah, so I didn't know about Alter. So, I knew about Creed, but I knew Creed, Alter yeah. Bridge, Skillet, Pillar, Thousand Foot Crutch. I could rack them all off. Manifest. There's a whole bunch that wrestlers use, Amazing. and they don't even realize. Did not know about theme song. They, even I just learned something. People, Edge's theme yep. song is a religious song. Did not know that. Yeah, and if you go through all the lyrics, it becomes abundantly clear. Um, yeah, so um, there's yeah, there's so, there's so much of that. So we we have a couple of songs, and sometimes they're not Christian songs either. We we played Stairway to Heaven, 
on one of the one of the things. It's not a Christian song, but it gets you thinking about the lyrics and going, oh, that's Stairway to Heaven. Oh, yeah. interesting. And then when we then talk about like what what do we believe gets us into heaven, you're already thinking about the Stairway to Heaven. And so like it, it's all very very well planned out and kind of put together. Um, so you have a couple of songs, then we'll have a fight, then we'll have an interval, then another fight, and then there'll be a short talk slash preach about 10 minutes tops if that um and then we might have some baptisms we might have some prayer we might have another couple of songs and then it's it's home time you know about about two hours in total that just sounds like a completely different show than what i would normally attend you know like i'm not saying i'm not insulting the shows i go to by the way um but it'd be like mostly wrestling interval meet the wrestlers maybe after but no stories unless it's like wwe or something or maybe like a run-in that kind of it but this is very interactive yeah. with the crowd okay look this is what's just happened it allows you to think digest what's just happening and mm-hmm. especially for like faith as well hello there i've got a special announcement for my next guest hello this is jonas from the wrestling with jonas podcast and you're watching what do you call it podcast he's gonna come on the podcast whether he wants to or nah watch the podcast listen to it Get the reference. Yeah. I'm not religious myself. You know, it's, I used to be kind of just, I think as I got older and I left um, secondary school, I went to St. Thomas More, mm-hmm. Catholic school. Okay. Um, I just think as I got older, I think everyone around me wasn't religious. My family, we stopped going to church. It just kind yeah. of happens. But if someone's religious, awesome. Makes you feel better. Makes you feel good. Then I'm all for that, and I still do find like aspects of religion very interesting. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I, I think yeah, totally. I think people are always searching for something, aren't they? Whether whether yeah. they're searching for something to make them feel happy. The fact we even go to wrestling mm-hmm. is we want to escape the world, right? I yeah. want to go to a wrestling show and get lost yeah. in the characters and get lost in the drama, mm-hmm. or even just watch six Canadian destroyers <laughs> in a row <laughs> to be like. There's you know, I, I, seven super kicks. I don't know when the crystal <laughs> food. Of course. And um, you know, maybe maybe I want to have a couple of goes on the raffle. I don't know. Yeah. But like it is it's all about escaping the world, isn't it? Wrestling is escapism. It's it's following in heroes and characters and stories that you can that you can find some some relatability in. Yeah. Big That's time. why we gravitate to our favorite wrestlers. That's why we gravitate to their their triumphs and their downfalls and their stories. Mm-hmm. That is that is just we've we've had that ingrained in us, good versus evil, from when we were when we were young. And even you go back to the history of humanity, all the great stories, all the great gods, all the everything like you know the, um, the Greeks. Like it was always good versus evil, and it was Hercules overcoming his trials, and mm-hmm. like it's been there in our history. That it's just storytelling one on one. We we have the hero's journey, and for Christians, our our greatest hero is Jesus. Our greatest example is Jesus. But for everybody else, like your hero is your hero, whoever that might be. Used to be Bret Hart. Random. <laughs> Used to be him. Bret Hart, and then uh, that, yeah. that saying is a bit old man is so true. But I'm not going to go on about that. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, so it's like yeah, I, I just think. People are always looking for something. And if 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 you come to wrestling church and you're not bothered about the religious aspect of it and you don't care about that, you can at least relate to some of the stuff we're talking about, about struggles, talking about finding strength from within, talking about over you know, mental health. Um, we did a chain match once with um, Mustafa Khan and Jack Johnson where they were both chained to a metal chain and they could use the chain to hurt each other. And I did a talk on the back of that about what, 
changes down in our lives because the chain is always ever going to hurt us. So I didn't, I didn't have to bring religion into that conversation. That conversation you could have done at Yorkshire Building Society with your mates and gone, well, what's chaining us back? Or is it, is it bad budgeting? Is it bad money management? Is that affecting my relationships? Is that affecting um, me being able to pay the gas and electric? Is that affecting, am I drinking too much? Is that a chain in my life? It's got nothing to do with religion, but the concept and the theme is still relevant. So you can always come away with something. Yeah, man, you put it really well. Uh, I'm going to ask you one last question. It's a fun question. Three dream dinner guests doesn't have to be wrestling related, but it's up to you, mate, past and present. Uh, dead or alive, entirely up to you, mate. Can be your next door neighbour if you want. But three dream dinner guests. Uh, go. Okay. Right. I, I'm going to leave Jesus off the table because that's too obvious of a choice. I'm going to leave him off the table. Got a good relationship with him as it is. I don't need him on the table. Um, so I'll go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just pray and I can talk whenever I want, right? It's fine. Um, <laughs> he's written a whole book. It's good. Um, so um, I could put uh, Triple H. I think Triple H is a guy. I'd love to pick his brains. Um, I think he's just got so much to give and he's learned so much. He's got so much experience. I would have said Vince, but he's a crazy old loon now. So I'll go I'll go with Triple H um, just because I think he's phenomenal. I, I, I would maybe like Barack Obama. I think I, 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 I'd love... I've spoken to many Americans. He's never been said once. I just think like leadership right yeah. he 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 exemplified leadership he was very good at managing situations um i i always want to take uh collaboration from different people so i think i think you appreciate like i'd, I'd like to hear the experiences of black men and women i'd like to hear the experiences of women i'd like to hear the experiences of those who have been ahead of us and forged ahead and been through trials and tribulations and overcome like they're the kind of people i want to pull from they're my mentors they're the people that i relate to so barack obama for many different reasons um triple h for many different reasons primarily wrestling but like yeah i think he's got great stuff and then um i think maybe mother Teresa. airplane like, yeah because yeah there you go why mother Teresa? though i've got to ask so uh there, there is a faith element to that but yeah. she lived a very long life yeah. and she did a lot of good work for people. She's mm-hmm. a woman living in a male dominated society. Yeah. Um, and she, again, probably came up against a lot of adversity because she was a woman, but also because it's of the depravity and the depravity of where she was. So mm-hmm. like, I, I think I would learn a lot from her too. Um, and a lot of the questions I ask when I, when I speak to my mentors, particularly, and I say this to my wife and I say this to my friends, is and I say this to Noah, like even when I'm speaking with Noah, like how can I be better for you? Not for me, but how can I be better for you? So I would say to Mother Teresa, how can I as a man who's about to step into leadership of a charity, like how could I have helped you mm-hmm. in your journey? What what could I have done differently? What could men of your time done differently? I'd say to Barack Obama, what could the white men have done differently in your area? What how could they have supported you rather than shut you down? Yeah. You know, and kind of ask ask those questions Fortunately, they had to learn the hard way but it's kind of made them the characters that they are and of will be remembered as you know just icons in their own unique way yeah. uh, i mean triple h isn't necessarily in that same category as mother Teresa or brack obama <laughs> but as a wrestling guy uh, i think he's probably one of the best heels of all time and just he has yeah. his fan base and i think he's doing great work as we see today um, exactly. now, i'm gonna ask you 
where can the fans find you on social media if they want to keep up to date with what you're doing and wrestling yeah. and GT uh, ministries? So if you uh, Google Gareth Angel Thompson, all my social media channels will come up. All the GT ministry stuff will come up. You can go to our website, gtministries.co.uk, but get there before New Year's Eve because on New Year's Eve, it changes. Right. So find us on social media. Uh, look for GT Ministries UK on social media. And yeah. on New Year's Eve, get ready, 5 p.m. There's a big announcement coming and it's going to it's gonna completely shift and change. Awesome, awesome. Which I can't tell you too much about. You need to no, 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 that's fine. That's fine. I, I follow you. So I'll keep up to date. And uh, New Year's Eve, I'll actually probably be staying in because I don't really care for it. Do you think it's another day to me? So I'll keep an eye on that. But I'll keep sure. the descriptions. I'll put the description, sorry, in the description below. Let me try that again. I'll put your social media handles in the description below so the fans can find you on social media and keep up to date and see what you've got planned for next year. Um, but if you can all like this video, that'd be much appreciated. Give me a follow on my social media handles in the description below as well. That'd be great. But for now, everyone, I hope you all have a great week, day, afternoon, evening, whenever you listen to this. Stay blessed. Is that the best way to put it, Gareth? Stay blessed. Yeah, yeah. man. That's cool. Stay blessed. Yeah. Awesome. But now, I appreciate that. Thank you. Take care.